Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet, and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio. That would be us. Or Correct. Well... I'm starting, but there's there's lots of other people here, too. We're going to have some fun. Good evening, race fans. Welcome to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. We'll tell you about them as we go through, and undoubtedly one of us, probably me, is going to need to re- be rebooted. Well, I almost tried to do it right there. Say. You were trying uh, right there. I was trying, but I've... Never mind. I, I'm just gonna going to move on. Jacob. before. Yeah. You were doing so well. <laughs> yeah. He's Tom Baker, who always makes fun of me on a regular basis. This is not news. What is news is the guy sitting next to him, who we want to welcome to the WSIC studios. Talladega Truck Series winner, Spencer Boyd. That still has a nice ring to it. (laughs) Happy to be here. And still celebrating the win. Duh. (laughs) Wouldn't you be? (laughs) Come on now. This is this is fun. I mean, we we've never gotten to have Spencer in here since we started this show as a race winner. This is this is big stuff. Well, it's because it just happened not too long ago. Oh, I know. He's yeah. hey, He's and the best busy. part about it is he he got to soak it in. You you got an off week the next week, so it's like not just one week. You get to have it for two weeks before you go to Phoenix. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, two weeks there before Martinsville, soak up that win and uh, hang out with the guys in the shop. You were the big dog walking in for a few days, so it's pretty awesome. It's yeah. been a lot of fun, and I know I, I enjoyed being there to actually watch it all play out. It was crazy. Tom was watching it I was home, and it screaming. was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were screaming? You just admitted that? I was screaming. Yes, oh, I my. was. Yes. I, well, look, how long have we known this young man? I mean, yeah, good grief. It's been a while. Back to Go Legend Scars for crying out yeah. loud. You know, nothing against Johnny Sauter, <laughs> certainly not against Riley Herbs, just saying, you know, how often do you get a chance to see somebody like that? To me, that's what Talladega is. Oh, Super of course. speedways are great because it equalizes everybody. Yes, it does. It, it most definitely does. And we've certainly had a lot of fun keeping an eye on all of that. We are going to continue. Well, actually, in our next segment, we'll talk to uh, talk to Spencer about what life has been like since the win, of course, we've got a lot of other things that have happened. It's been a busy news week, Tom. Yeah, I, I'm excited last about week. that. Yeah, <laughs> last, week, last was week was dry dead as a wet afternoon, <laughs> which we're having here in Charlotte right now. Actually, yes. yeah, we really are. It's it's raining outside on Halloween night. All right, we got to take a break. Yeah, we do. We'll continue on. We got Spencer Boyd in the house, and we'll have more motorsports madness coming up in just a couple minutes. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. 
Ballin Street? Girlin Street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. I feel like if we uh, go back to Talladega, there, somewhere there's a story about Ross Chastain uh, going for the lead and ending up uh, sparking the accident that kind of paved the way for Spencer Boyd to win that race because you got through it. Uh, we can talk about that in a second. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness. First, let me get that out of the way. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, and our special guest for the evening, Spencer Boyd, inside the WSIC studios here in Statesville, North Carolina, with Red, otherwise known as James Mellick, punching oh, buttons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I was going to get you in one way <laughs> I was kind of wondering if I was going to get a plug there, if I no. was just going to get left as, oh, there's the button No, you're getting guy. the plug. <laughs> you d- just got to give me a second. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we we are going to circle back to Talladega for a bit since that was the last race of the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series. Talk with Spencer Boyd. Um, I said I was going to ask the question during our opening segment. I'll go ahead and fire right off. Uh, what has life been like since you became a Truck Series winner? Yeah, it's it's been crazy, uh, you know. That first day, uh, over 2,000 text messages, I was just like, man, I didn't wow. realize. Yeah, I didn't know I knew that many people. Or um, <laughs> Then you're like, yeah, I guess, you know, I got a lot of Facebook friends. Maybe I do know that many people, but how many actually care, you know? Um, so that was pretty special. Uh, since then, um, just, you know, working on partners and, and everyone's so excited. And uh, myself, uh, looking at that trophy, you know, mm-hmm. you just get super stoked. Okay, so the question is, what? Who, what was the most amazing text? In other words, of all the people that texted you, who was like the biggest or the most important or what was the most amazing one that you got that you didn't expect? Oh, man. Um, it's tough to say. There are so many that mean a lot. Um, obviously, a company that's believed in me for a long time, Grunt Style, Dan, the owner, texted me. Um, you know, we talked quite a bit. So that was cool that he was watching and paying attention. Um, just all my partners texted me that weren't at the race. Uh, that was important. 
And then, um, you know, Rick Hendrick congratulated my dad. My dad works at uh, oh, cool. Hendrick cool. Automotive. That's really cool. That's yeah, cool. so uh, not directly to me, but um, my dad called me and was like, you won't believe this. Guess who just called me? I'm like, wow, that's, wow. that's pretty awesome. That's so, cool. For a family moment, that's pretty awesome. That's cool. I was going to ask you if there was somebody like somebody like that that reached out directly to you that you're like, I didn't even know they knew who I was. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So since I was running the cup race the next day, mm-hmm. Um, that allowed for a lot of those guys to talk to me, and um, you know, I didn't know Blaney knew, knew who Spencer Boyd was, and Bowman came up to me before the driver before the drivers meeting and grabbed me on the back and was like, "Great job!" And I'm like, "Wow, who, who? Bowman!" Like, <laughs> so um, it's pretty cool, you know. It it's like, a good thing you didn't say, "Who are you?" That's yeah, who are you? <laughs> the guy yeah. comes up, goes, "Great job!" And you're like, "Thanks." Who are you? Who are you? Yeah. Um, Wait, let me look at the sponsor. Oh, it's Alex Bowman. Uh, is that Dale Jr.? <laughs> you lose weight and shave. What happened? So um, now it's cool. I you think know. Bowman weighs more than Jr. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just uh, tweets and stuff from Waltrip and just some different people. Um, so it's pretty special. And then you got the one offs that are just weird, like kids that you hadn't seen since fifth grade. And you're like, yeah, now they, how now do they you, know you still have my number? Yeah, how do you have yeah. my phone number? And I still have the same number. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I got a phone pretty early. <laughs> That's what happens when you give a fifth grader a phone. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I got one for you. You said looking at the trophy all the time is something you just, it's in your head. Did you find a special place for it? So when you get up or do something every day, you see it? Yeah. So right now it's on display at the race shop. So uh, Tyler Young, super special moment. It was Young's Motorsports' first win. Yep. So the truck is on display. He just finished a showroom the week before Talladega. Oh, that's cool. So rolled the truck there in go. there. Yeah, Gatorade and everything on it. The trophy's sitting on the hood. But I do have a spot as soon as it gets to come home. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> okay, awesome. so what, what spot? I'm curious. Oh, it's going right on the mantle. Nice. I mean, right there. Not, right it's, in the living room. It's 90 pounds. I was wow. going to say, that's, wow. the, that's the Anvil trophy, so yeah. that's, that thing's be a not going to be reinforcing the mantle. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's, a heavy, uh, that's a heavy trophy. Yeah, it was awesome. So it was there for a couple days, and then Tyler was like, we're having this big party. Uh, if you could bring that trophy over, <laughs> that'd be pretty sweet. And I'm like, well, see what I can do. So <laughs> yeah. I took the – they give me two trophies. So the still for Sugarland Shine – they have like a, oh, a mock-up yeah, that's copper right. still, yep. and then the anvil. Yep. So I took that over there, and he's like, "Wrong trophy. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep that one at the house. You, I you want try. the anvil right now." So I had to go home get it. <laughs> so it was exciting times. You gotta what, have fun with it. Oh right. no, you do have to. What What was the conversation between you and Tyler in the hours after that race? And obviously, the first win for both of you um, on the truck side. Um, and I imagine, you know, we talked about it actually in the press conference that, you know, for Tyler as a driver or an owner, it goes back to the Pro Cup days, the last time Young's Motorsports won one. I mean, how cool was that for for you to be able to deliver that for him? Yeah, it's huge. You know, um, in this sport, it's performance-based, and you start second-guessing yourself. The team starts second-guessing themselves. Um, so Young's hadn't won in a long time, like you said, Pro Cup. I hadn't won since late models at Hickory Motor Speedway. So... That's a lot of years of just believing in yourself, believing in, hey, if I get an opportunity, I'll be able to capitalize. And uh, Tyler's family has put a lot in into NASCAR, seven years. Mm. Uh, myself, I've been in the sport uh, in some way, uh, part-time, full-time for four years. So, um, you know, you can't say they owed you one because there's a lot of guys yeah. that never yeah. win. So exactly. you, you never want to feel like you're owed a win. But when you get it, you're like, this could very well be the only win I get. So I'm going to soak this up and enjoy it. And uh, Tyler and I, we still text each other 
every day I'm like, can you believe this? And he's like, I don't want to wake up. It's it's unreal. Uh, we're all looking at the trophy. We're all excited. Mm-hmm. And it comes at a great time when Young's is trying to grow, sign new younger drivers for next year, myself, get partners on board. It's just uh, I'm glad it came now and not at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. I know it would have put me in the playoffs, but um, this is really just icing on the cake. Now, you mentioned in the immediate moments in Victory Lane on your uh, Fox Sports One interview <laughs> that you've never been you've never been one to drink alcohol, but uh, that that night might have been the night. So, did you yeah. end up drinking afterwards? I did not. I did not. So, Good for uh, you. Yeah, stayed true to myself there. Good for you. Um, didn't, everyone around me was drinking. <laughs> A lot, a lot, and uh, I smelled like I had been drinking because they poured Coors Light on my head, and in Victory Lane, two cans on my head, and I had to go qualify a cup car. I was about to say, a NASCAR let you get in a cup car? You were drinking. Right? They're like, you didn't drink any, did you? And I'm like, no. And they're like, yeah, right. They're like, we're going to have a problem. I'm like, I don't Replay the footage. I never you know? took a drink. He went below the line, and I didn't drink anything. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. <laughs> oh man! Now I want to know when, like you're you you pull in. You know, you think Sauter won. Yeah. So you pull in, and you're there, and all of a sudden, now how did you find out that you won? Walk us through those couple of minutes, because that was that was like the the nuclear bomb that changed your yeah. life right well, there. let me take you back for a second. So okay. if we got a second, we crossed the finish we line. We got two minutes. <laughs> we crossed the finish line, and uh, the 24 propels me to second. Yeah. I had a bigger second-place celebration than Johnny Sauter had for the win. <laughs> so <laughs> That's I'm, crazy. I'm screaming over the radio, I'm ready to go do burnouts for second. Yeah. <laughs> like, you'd have thought we had a champion and a winner out there. So... Um, I'm screaming and Freddie's like, it's under review. I'm like, second place, yeah! And I'm just screaming. And then I finally, I'm like, wait a minute. You Did mean you to tell me under review? I'm like, under review. I said, are they going to put me in third? And he's oh. like, he's <laughs> he like, no, thought- we'll figure it out. They'll they'll figure it out. You may have won. I'm like, they're going to put. Me. It never clicked. I'm like, they're oh. going to put me in third because I was behind Riley. <laughs> That's funny. And I'm like, man, this is a bummer. Like. We finished fourth at Daytona. Third's good, but second, you know, that's legit. That's a big improvement. Yeah, I'm jacked. So I get out of the truck, and uh, my guys run over. Bo, one of the mechanics, runs over, and he's like, you just won the race. I'm like, I was thinking I was third, so, like, what's going on? And he's like, no, you just won the race, and you can see in the video I'm literally like, what? What just I just won? <laughs> and the NASCAR official's like, get in the truck. I'm like, whoa, okay. So no seatbelts on, no helmet, no Hans. Jump in the truck, and he's like, uh, all right, go to Victory Lane. I'm like, I got to do a burnout. He's like, go ahead. And I'm like, well, can you move? Like, can you move those people? <laughs> and he's like, uh, he's like, just drive in the grass. I'm like, hey, okay. man, I've been to Bowman Gray, and they they find you if you get in the grass. I'm like, you sure right? can do that here. So, so I did an awesome burnout, and next thing you know, uh, I'm celebrating with my boys in Victory Lane. That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> oh no, I, and, and I can promise you, Spencer, if if you'd have uh, put a if you'd have put a little uh, telescope and looked in the media center for about 30 seconds before they made the call for us too, we were just as confused as you were. <laughs> yeah, we, we're like, wait, huh? wait, wait, what? <laughs> who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't say who's this guy because obviously we knew who you were. Yeah, yeah. but awesome. no, it was great. We're gonna step aside, take a commercial break. We'll have a lot more with Spencer Boyd coming up in the next segment. Uh, We're just getting started here on Motorsports Madness powered by My Computer Career, so don't go anywhere because the show rolls on in just a couple of minutes. We'll be right back. 
Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Spencer's grinning because that takes it back to legend car days, doesn't it? Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, and Talladega Truck Series winner Spencer Boyd uh, is our special guest for the evening on this episode, and we were talking about kind of everything, how life has changed uh, for, for Spencer during the last segment, but I'm curious, what was the feeling like, you know, to walk into Martinsville with that, hey, I'm a winner moment, what was that like? 
Uh, it's pretty cool. You know, a lot of people uh, walking up to me and congratulating me. Uh, so, like I said, a lot of cup guys talk to me, but um, the truck guys had already left, right? So, uh, walk in the truck garage and everyone's high fiving. It's pretty cool. Uh, you're like, I'm going to enjoy this moment because uh, practice is about to start and we're going to find yeah. out what we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once you, once you put the helmet back on and go out on the track for the next race, it doesn't matter who won the last one anymore. That's right. Yeah, yeah. the winner sticker was pretty cool. Like, every time I climbed in the truck, I was like, whoa. (laughs) That's (laughs) cool. (laughs) And the Martinsville race was cool, too, because the win out of Talladega generated that sponsorship with Aurora Heated Apparel for that race, which you weren't originally going to run. Yeah, it looked like uh, I wasn't going to run Talladega nine days before Talladega, and then we put it together uh, with Alabama Roofing Professionals. And then the win propelled us to that partnership with Aurora Heated Apparel. Um, great partnership. The owner was able to come out to Martinsville, and he's like, oh, man, that's good. this is awesome. And he'd never been to a NASCAR race. Oh, no kidding. Um, so he thought that was just unreal, the beating and banging. I'm like, this is a little out of the ordinary. We, yeah. There's a lot of wrecking going on. Um, but we were in P6 at one point in that race, and that good. was pretty good. Nope. Um, we were 11th coming to the white flag, and I'm like, this is a solid day for our Young's mm-hmm. Motorsports number 20. I mean, uh, 11th place is a little above average for us, so um, got put in the wall, <laughs> finished 15th. I, I was going to say, <laughs> you were part of that jingle right at the end there when they all kind of wadded it up coming off turn four, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I thought we were going to be good, but um, one guy got into me, and next thing you know, I'm bounced into the wall, and then uh, guys are splitting you, and you go into the final corner, three wide in the middle mm-hmm. at Martinsville. No, no that's yeah, not it doesn't work out not well. A, that's not a great comfort, is no, it? No, our truck has been hit more than Muhammad Ali. I, mean. <laughs> I think all in all, though, Spencer, just to consider that you guys had the speed that you had for so much of that race had to be somewhat of a confidence booster, knowing that you could at least carry some of that momentum from Talladega and bring another truck that had solid speed to the racetrack. Yeah, the guys at Young's put a ton of effort in that truck. Um, we wanted to, you know, prove that, Talladega wasn't just a fluke, and and we were fast, and the O2's been fast quite a bit. So um, we really went with their setup to Martinsville. Um, We worked on the same strategy, that sort of thing. Our crew chiefs really worked well together for that. Um, So I was excited to unload with decent speed. Uh, The first half of the race, we fought the throttle hanging. Uh, It wouldn't return back from 50%, so we were blowing through the the brakes. Um, so once we got that fixed, we started moving forward and progressing a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, my pit crew, those guys, man, um, that win, that was their all those guys' first ever NASCAR win. That's cool. So when they, we all high five before the start of that truck race, these guys were 10 feet off the ground. And I'm like, we're going to have a good day because these guys, the confidence is there, the swagger is there. Um, and Martinsville, it's hard to pass. So if you can gain oh, yeah. three, four spots on pit road, You're we're going to be in good, good shape. Yeah. 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 Now, just clarify here, do you, do you have deals for Phoenix and or Homestead? Are you back in the 20? I am not in You're the 20. Not. Oh. I am not. So uh, stay tuned for who is in the 20. Um, that'd be cool. Uh, I will be at Phoenix hanging out okay. um, with Youngs, and I'm going to SEMA first. And I got some really fun stuff. I'm going hunting with uh, some veterans. I do that every year with uh, my sponsor, Record oh, Rack Deer cool. Feed. So yeah, excited. Uh, it's going to be a fun remainder of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, silly season right now all the media is talking about it so um can't wait to get my name up in there i and, was gonna uh, say well we've seen you uh, a couple times with rick ware racing this year I was about to ask that. um yeah. and, and i you know there's my curious question here How, has did the truck experience some of that extra seat time did any of that prepare you for for getting in the cup car this year 
Yeah, the uh, you know you take every opportunity you can get, right? This sport's so tough. Um, you know, you look at other sports. Someone gets hurt, you better be ready to jump in and yeah. hopefully turn some heads. And um, this opportunity with uh, some drivers kind of moving around at uh, Rick Ware and my family connection with Rick Ware over the past you know eight ten years uh, led to me getting an opportunity. And I ran Michigan and Richmond, and I love Richmond. That's my favorite track. Right. So um, that stuff, I think it kind of gave me some confidence because mm-hmm. uh, you go race with the best in the world on Sunday. You're in the limelight. There's so much going on, and you're like, man, um, I felt like such a small guy in the truck garage. But then when I came back from the cup race, it was like I've got to do some cool stuff that some of these guys will never right. get the opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just kind of get some uh, excitement in you, and you're ready to go tackle the day. And the next race was Talladega, and then, uh, you know, you get the win. Now, all of a sudden, your confidence is through the roof, and you're like, okay, I got to reset here. Uh, I'm still Spencer Boyd, and right. uh, I still run my own social media, and and uh, it's cool because all the fans are jacked up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think anytime you can get in a car is good. Prime example, I, I wouldn't use myself. I'd say Ross Chastain. Yes. Right? Yeah. Runs me- mediocre, middle-class equipment, goes out, runs you know, lesser equipment in a cup, gets a ton of laps. Then he comes back to a competitive truck. The man's on fire, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, everyone knows who Ross is right now, and he might just go win that championship. Any more races for you in any NASCAR series? You said no truck stuff. and you going to be in any cup, cup, any of that stuff? Yeah, it's kind of up in the air. Um, I take it week by week. Uh, you never know. Uh, you'll probably be the first to hear. Uh, I'll, I'll be Hope excited so. to uh, to chat about it. But um, so those those cup races kind of come up last minute. It's, yeah. uh, you know, sponsorship-based and um, just situational, um, which is cool. And uh, I was really close to driving an Xfinity car at Texas this week, but it uh, didn't quite work out. But regardless, uh, the fact that people call me, uh, you know, I remember four years ago when uh, 90% of the garage wouldn't even answer my phone call. <laughs> so uh, persistence is key in this sport, it looks like. Yeah. Well, persistence and performance. And I think to a degree, too, how you handle yourself in the times when things aren't going so well, you know, it's everybody wins good. Yeah. Right. I mean, like nobody wins poorly. Nobody's a poor winner. Right. You know, it's what happens when you're not running well and how you deal with that. And I think your reputation's gotten out there a little bit that, you know, there's a, there's a kid who does all his own marketing, makes all his own sponsor calls, you know, doesn't have an agency or a full-time person doing that. Um, and, you know, and does a good job with that and, and is able to just basically scratch and claw. And, you know, that's, that's how Ross did it. It's how Matt, you know, I mean, and now look at them. I mean, you yeah. know, and you're still fairly young, so you got a ways. Yeah. You yeah. Know, you got 20... time to keep digging. For sure. Yeah, I'm 24. Yeah. Um, to, to have a win, I feel really blessed. And uh, just to be in this sport, you know, I go back to Hickory or I go to the Legend Card track and I see these kids that are working really hard and families yep. are working hard. And uh, I see my dad, you know, go clock in at the car dealership and my mom, you know, she's got her normal job at the greenhouse. And it's just like, man, it, to have a person with the last name Boyd in NASCAR is just unreal for my family. And uh, it's easy to stay motivated, I think. Well, yeah, easy to stay motivated and for you, um, also easy to stay humble considering that, you know, until this year at Talladega, you basically been one of those kind of hustlers trying to just get there and stay there, you know. So I think you've prepared because of how things have gone for you, you know, you are very humble and you appreciate what you get and therefore the sponsors that you do get, you treat them well. Yeah, thank you. You don't take them for granted. 
Yeah, it's uh, like other drivers do. Try and get as many folks in the sport. You know, um, this sport is growing. It, it really is. Um, social media. It's such a great platform to, um, you know, kind of promote American-made products and things yep. like that. So uh, a lot of people that follow me know that's kind of my niche. And um, you know, getting folks into NASCAR, they love the opportunity, and just trying to keep them in the sport. It's fun, and I like the challenge. And, um, you know, you guys, the media, doing everything they can uh, to not just promote the top five. And, and that's a big deal. When you guys promote the little guy like myself, uh, that keeps me out there. So I really appreciate the media giving us a little bit of attention. Well, you know, that's kind of our deal. I, you know, everybody here is from the Harvicks and whoever, right? That's I like I like being the media. We like being the media who who is the, the next gen who's coming up next and who's because you guys need that publicity more than those guys do. Yeah. Like the first time um, that I was on the show in person at your other location, um, I was clocking in as Austin Hill was walking out. Little did we know. No kidding. Three weeks later. uh, So Austin Hill is sliding out of the O2. I'm sliding into the 20 over at Young's. Two weeks later, Austin Hill's going to win the race and he's in the playoffs um, so it's cool. Like you have that's interesting. talked to a lot of people. That. Yeah. Like maybe that's why I won. I just <laughs> had go. to come spend a little time here. Well, you know, we've joked for a long time that it seemed like there for a while people would come on with us and then they'd go out and win in the next yeah. couple of weeks after being you on. So maybe produce. that's still alive. Yeah. Y'all produce winners. There you go. <laughs> well, you know, we'll take what we get, uh, you know, now it's just, it's fun because you guys are. You know, you guys are a lot of times more fun, too, because, you know, you each have a unique story and you and you, you know, almost all of you. There are very few. Everybody thinks that every one of you who's like 30 and under is a spoiled little rich kid. Not true. There's only really a fraction that are actually in that situation. The rest of them have had to either go out and work like you have for the sponsors or. You know, they they have other people that maybe got the sponsors for them, but it, there isn't as much family money in the sport as everybody thinks. Would you agree yeah. with that? I agree. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of good, hardworking drivers out exactly. there. Exactly. Um, so if you're a fan and you're looking for someone, it's easy to find a, a good story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Got about 30 seconds left in this segment, and I know how Spencer is. If we ask another question, we'll be going five minutes before we can get to a break. <laughs> That's yeah. a he's good la- thing, he's laughing because he knows we're right. Yeah, um, a good but, thing. but no, I, it's it's been interesting so far just to go through some of the conversation and, and, and hear about where everything... I'm excited you know, that you're hinting at stuff that's ahead. I'm looking forward to when we can talk about some of that for sure. Um, But right now we're going to step aside and take a commercial break. When we return, we'll continue. We still got Spencer Boyd here in the WSIC studio, and there'll be a lot more here on Motorsports Madness powered by mycomputercrew.edu. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, post it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color it, 
color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider, complete motorcycle air suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider air shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider motorcycle air suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Derek Krause, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, special guest Spencer Boyd on this episode. And uh, funny that Derek Krause brought us back into this last segment, Tom. It lets us mention that uh, not only did Derek Krause win the most recent uh, NASCAR K&M Pro Series West race last weekend at Kern County Raceway Park, he basically sewed up the championship yes. for Bill McAnally Racing. Shocker. Well, and I don't <laughs> think it's a... I, I think, to me, it's a shocker that it didn't happen sooner, just well, because Der- you know Derek's extremely talented. I feel like, and one of those who's ha- I th- I think had a lot to prove this year, and he's definitely proven it. Well, oh no, there's no question. I w- I was being sarcastic because obviously, I mean, Bill McAnally wins most of the championships out west, um, so not surprising at all that it's a Bill McAnally driver, um, and Derek. I mean, you know, he's had a couple of run-ins with his teammate that haven't ended well, um, you know, and some things throughout the year. So I'm not surprised that it kind of went down to this close to the end of the season. But um, I'm happy to see Derek win it. He's he's a good kid. 
He's worked hard to learn to drive the cars and do everything that's been asked of him. And when even when he's gotten uh, the rare opportunity in the truck series, uh, you know, he's done well. He 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 runs well. He stays out of trouble. Um, you know, Derek's a, Derek's a smart racer. I think he'll be just fine. I'm hoping that maybe there's a step up involved for him next year because he certainly deserves that opportunity to do that. I believe there will be, and obviously he's just recently turned 18, so now yeah. he would be able to run all of the Truck Series races going into next year. And yeah, I, I believe you will see a step up for him into the Truck Series ranks. I think Bill McAnally has been building their you know limited truck program, hopefully for that purpose, to be able to offer an additional ladder step going into the future for that um hey you know what that lets me uh bring up a subject i'm curious spencer's thoughts on too. come to think of it you know talking about the west series and the fact that um it kind of all folds under the arca banner next year what do you think about um you know that landscape and and being able to see the k&n and arca cars run pretty much on the same platform as far as a development level yeah, well, you're talking to a guy that's never <laughs> raced an ARCA or a K&N car. Blo- now, done. that blows my mind. Yeah, I went straight from late models to uh, to trucks. But um, I tested an ARCA car at Daytona once, obviously, uh, to get approval and things. Mm-hmm. But um, combining those two series, I think, is huge. Um, the thing is, you got late models, NASCAR late models, West Coast late models, super late models. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. All these cars drive different. The rules are different. So then you had K&N and ARCA, different. Well, now it's all going to be the same. Um, increase the schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, it's going to be a good thing. Um, you know, Speaking of Derek, uh, congrats to him on, on that deal. Um, obviously, he's been super competitive. Um, what I like to see is, um, you know, myself, when I jumped up, trying to show respect to those right. guys that are running on a weekly basis, right? When you're running part-time, it's easy to get in the way. Yeah. Um, and even when you're fast... They get in the way. Mm-hmm. So uh, from what I've heard, Derek's been awesome, you know, up there racing well at Phoenix and yeah. Gateway mm-hmm. and, and fighting hard. I had a run-in with a kid making his debut at Martinsville, and it was like, dude, like you can't just run all over me, you know, all day long, keep putting me in the fence. So that really stood out to me. Like, man, there's some kids that follow that path of paying respect to the Johnny Sauters, those big guys, and then there's other ones that just don't care. Um, so I'm curious. I'm just thinking, does he go to KBM? No, I don't think so. I think uh, I think you see da- if McAnally expands to a full-time truck program, which I've heard rumored, um, I think that's what you'll see. I Is there a possibility of maybe him stepping in at KBM? Perhaps. But I, at least based on what I've heard, I think the two full-time seats at KBM are pretty well settled. Um, kind of as we've speculated over the last. Well, the problem is, is the you, last little bit. You you heard something I didn't, so I heard the opposite with one of the drivers I know you think is full time at KBM. I heard he wasn't, so we'll have to. It's yeah. going to be interesting. I think there's probably still some some jockeying going on. It's, but what what it, races it, would he run? I mean, he's out west. Wouldn't that be tough for a truck team to travel because most of the races are east? That'd cost a lot of money for, for him to travel. You mean if he ran for McAnally? Yeah, McAnally runs out west. They're out of California. I mean, if they're going to come run races, they're going to have to run like Phoenix and well, Kansas. Well, what you do is you align with, and, and I think he's already kind of got an alliance with DGR, actually. Um, and so you just align with somebody over here and you run the truck program out of out of this area. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's had. Uh, yeah, Bill's had an alliance with DGR. Uh, I thought that's for yeah. for a while. Yeah, going all the way back to when Todd was running. Right. Yeah. 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 So that would be how that would work. But I, I don't know. Der- I feel like Derek. Before they would put him in the KBM truck, they'd want to see him a bigger data sample. So I feel like, if anything, you might see that alliance with DGR and see him in a DGR uh, truck for next year, if that if there is to be a full-time. But mm-hmm. I wonder if not, maybe a part-time arc, a part-time truck kind of thing somewhere. That could be. Yeah. Yeah, no, Derek's one of those that I think it's going to be particularly interesting to see where and how he he-, he ends up next yeah. year but i do believe uh that he's he's very much in a place where he needs to be on the national stage more next year i think he's proven he's ready for it i believe we're going to see him back at phoenix uh in a couple of weeks if i remember correctly wouldn't be surprised yeah there's a lot of trucks going to phoenix um so it's going to be interesting well that's good you know the yeah. truck series see i i like the truck series i the truck series needs to keep growing because it's the perfect opportunity now for somebody like yourself to come in and get the NASCAR experience and do it at a lesser cost than going to uh, even. I feel like ARCA and the trucks are close enough now where it, it almost works better to just go straight to the trucks like you did than even try to run yeah. ARCA. Yeah, you the, know, you know the, the NASCAR support of the truck series um, the bigger teams and manufacturers that really support the truck series, um, the schedule is great, right? Uh, you get some breaks. It's lesser races yep. than Xfinity, so it allows you to um, get sponsors and, you know, kind of pave your way throughout the year. So I think the truck series is awesome. Uh, I wish they had, you know, 35 trucks out there every week. Um, I think you might be able to see that happen as you see, like, DGR expand. Um, I think... If there's more and more competitive trucks out there every week, you're going to see NASCAR open that up um, because they love seeing 30-plus really good truckers out there racing. and it creates a good uh, drama-filled race. I just feel like the the ARCA series, and I, I don't want I, I want to say this constructively, I feel like now that NASCAR's got the ARCA series, I feel like the best thing they can do is find a way to pull about a third of the cost out of it. So you go from having to have a million six to run a season of ARCA to about seven fifty eight hundred thousand. Now I think you're starting to, 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 to get into reasonable territory for somebody to go get you know enough sponsorship to 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 get through that. When you can run a pretty competitive truck for just about the price of that current you know million six you know two million, um, I feel like for somebody who's coming up through the ranks. Um, you know why are you you know why are you spending time in ARCA? You, you, maybe you spend just enough time there to get some experience, but you're really trying to get to the trucks as fast as you can because I feel like that's where you start to really get the bang for your buck from from a sponsor standpoint. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, the trucks are a lot better for sponsors than the ARCA situation, but if you can make ARCA more reasonable. Then that's what you, I'm saying. you're going to yeah. see people go to that right. and get that experience, and then those kids are going to show up even more prepared when yeah. they get to trucks. I mean, ARCA goes to some very historic racetracks yep. um, that you don't want to see disappear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a super late model race at Salem is great. A super late model race at Winchester is great. An ARCA race is legit. Yeah. I mean, it's yes. exciting. Yeah. They pack those places. People don't realize, because it's not as well known on TV, mm-hmm. there's fifteen thousand people oh, yeah. 
packed at Winchester going, this is awesome. So um, we are in the entertainment business. Yes. You know? Well, this is why I've said from the beginning, and James, if you want to jump in here, this is why I've said from the beginning that, you know, we need more short tracks back in these lower series, even with the trucks. I feel like we need more short tracks. I don't think trucks need to run as many speedways as they're running. Again, pull some cost out of that. Let's go to some short tracks again. You know, like you said, 15,000 people at Winchester is not 30,000 people at, you know, at uh, Kansas or whatever, but at the same time, 15,000 people at Winchester in a much better race that looks better on TV is. Yeah, I'm from Indianapolis. That's where I was born and raised. So I went to the Winchester, the Salem's, the DeCoins. Anderson. I went to that. Anderson, all yep. those racetracks. That's where I went to growing up. I mean, I even went over to Eldora back when Earl Baltus owned it, back before Tony Baltus. Yeah. And that was where I grew up. That's what I watched. And to go back to those places and still see them draw the crowds they used to draw when I was a kid is amazing. And the people don't see that. They see all these big historic tracks uh, that you guys are talking about that the NASCAR guys go to and all that stuff. They don't see these little tracks that make these people. I'm hoping that the rumors I'm hearing about Myrtle Beach are true. Um, (laughs) Count me in. (laughs) Myrtle Beach. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you, you make that a NASCAR, you get the trucks and Xfinity cars there, or, you know, at least just the trucks to start with. Nashville, same thing. You know, a few of those tracks like that makes a big difference in the fan interest and, you know, just changes the complexion of a season from a driving standpoint, too. This is something I'm just wondering here. We all talked about how ARCA created more championships, and then you talked about, like, saving uh, money and getting costs lower. Do you think that was part of it? So now you can say, hey, I can run for just an East or a West, or I can run for just a short track, or I can run for the National, and you can might be able to get that money down? you think that, well, that's why they did that? I mean, I'm just wondering. Yes I don't know. and no, because the K&N series, it, it took about seven fifty to 800000 to go win a K&N championship. Okay, if you wanted to run for GMS or, you know, one of the top teams, Venturini, that's what you're spending. Okay, now you take you, you fold that into the ARCA series. You take, you take the six East races and then whatever other short track races that the ARCA series has that you've got to run to win that short track championship, yeah. you're coming out to the same or higher cost because there's more travel. You're traveling farther than th- for some of those races than you would be for the East races. So, um, and, and you're still going to have Venturini, GMS. You know, those teams, are they've got cup-level resources. So, you know, you, you still aren't going to be able to go out you know, and buy a K&N or, you know, Arkeys car or whatever and go compete at that level without spending the money that those guys are spending. So I don't think it saves any money, honestly. But what I do think is at least it unifies everything into one series that people can follow and understand. The only the only thing I'm hoping is, like I said, that they find a way somehow. And I don't know how you do it, but, you know, let's pull some, find a way to pull some cost. And really, you need to do it for all the national series, too. But. Um, you know, definitely at that level, you got to get the cost back down again because it's almost as cost effective to go run truck races as it is ARCA or even Xfinity in some cases, and you get just as much out of it. Yeah. Well, to clarify, because I don't really know, ARCA has pit stops. K&N doesn't. What is this now? What do they yeah. all have pit stops now every race? Well, that's a good that's question. A good point. That adds I don't a lot. Know. That's do they only be... do it at the National Series races, or what do they do it? Yeah. And they talking about well, what people don't realize is. It doesn't matter if you're flying a pit crew to a cup race that pays a bunch to participate in or to an ARCA race that doesn't pay a lot to participate in. The flights, the people, the talent, it's all the same. It's good the point. tires are still yeah. expensive. Yeah. Yep. So you, you're just going to have to cut the cost of the tires and probably eliminate pit stops, and now all of a sudden you save a ton of money in that ARCA deal. 
See, that's and I would be in favor of that. Now, here's my question. We got about 30 seconds, but you you're a truck racer and you've done some cup stuff or whatever. Um, talked about eliminating pit stops in the truck series. Are you in favor or not in favor or don't you care? I mean, we're going to adapt to whatever is, but um, pit stops are cool. It, it allows you an opportunity to gain or lose spots. It's good for strategy. Um, if you come in and just have time to, you know, make your changes and roll yeah. back out in the same spot, kind of takes that competitive nature mm-hmm. away, I think. It's also good for training pit people. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. We'll be back right after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way if you own a gun you have a full-time responsibility when you aren't using it be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children troubled teenagers a thief or anyone else who might misuse it your family friends and neighbors are all counting on you remember always lock it up For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. Hi, this is Tyler Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. 
Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCrew.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, special guests Spencer Boyd and Red, otherwise known as James Mellick, punching buttons and keeping us on the air inside the WSIC studios in Statesville, North Carolina. I'm looking kind of off to my left and realizing that it might have actually stopped raining finally for once. Yeah, well. We like that. Yeah, we like that. I didn't see much sun today. There's a little bit of a pond out there, but it did quit raining. Yeah, we'll be all right. Anyway, so we're not running Spencer Boyd off, but before I have a chance to forget about it, I want to give Spencer a chance to shout out to some of the partners that uh, that you guys have had behind you this season and, and recently, because you guys always, I know, enjoy any opportunity you can get to be able to uh, to pump them up for what they do for you. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a great year, you know, um, just soaking it all up. Uh, to be in NASCAR for another season is an honor, and um, it takes a lot of folks. So uh, starting out the year with 1A Auto being a huge partner to uh, get me to the racetrack and great supporters that have been with me a couple years, uh, Kick-Ass Beef Jerky, Console Vault, and companies coming on board throughout the season uh, as they saw some success was Alabama Roofing Professionals, Aurora Heated Apparel, Record Rack Deer Feed. Um, those are great. And a partner that's been with me for eight years, uh, if not more, it's been crazy, um, is Wilkerson Automation. So family, mm-hmm. friend, they've been with me, supporting me a long time. So it takes a lot of people to get to the racetrack. And the Young's family, uh, Becky and Randy Young, uh, giving me the opportunity to drive that 20 truck and yep. uh, bring them that first win was pretty amazing. And I, I'll reiterate, I've joked with Spencer about this before, but uh, he makes me want to eat beef jerky just so that we can all say kick-ass beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's delicious. <laughs> You can get it at High V now. Just started no today. Really? Yeah, okay. They just, they oh, just got in go. there today. Pretty special. Very good deal for them. Well, we've had fun so far, and and Tom, you know what the best news is? What? I said we're not running Spencer off, and we're not, but we've got a whole other half to this show yes, still we to do. go. And good grief, we haven't even talked about the news of the day yet. And so, uh, he mentioned silly season in NASCAR. It's been silly season everywhere in motorsports that we'll have a yes. chance to to get to in the second half of this show. My gosh, I, it's like as Tom said <coughs> off the top. <laughs> yeah. That, as Tom said off the top of the show, uh, as dead as last week was, this week was certainly not. So we'll get you the rundown on all of that as we go into the second part of Motorsports Madness, powered by MyCubitaCareer.edu, which comes up right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. 
rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. <laughs> Tom's getting into the beat. I'm getting into it. We, we were just starting the second half of the show here. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, the aforementioned Tom Baker. Spencer Boyd is still our special guest right now. Uh, he in his grunt-style jacket and 1A auto hat. He's You've got... Half the cavalry represented over there. Yeah, it's what I do. <laughs> I was going to say, dri- drivers are good at that. Well, that's how you do it, though. That's exactly. what you're supposed to do. Spencer does it right. What I'm supposed to do right now is uh, keep from having to reboot during this segment, but we know some people that if I had to could fix uh, fix me up and, and do a lot to help out with this show, Tom. So well, for those who want to be part of IT... Well, it's, that's pretty simple. You just go to mycomputercareer.edu. There's a free career evaluation that you can take on that site. And if you decide that you might like to pursue a career in IT, it's pretty easy to do. You can do it just a few days a week, either online or at one of their seven campuses across the country. They do have financial aid available if you are eligible, if you qualify, including the GI Bill. So that helps you make it easier to get started. And once you're finished with your training, which can be as little as four months, again, not even doing it full time, as little as four months, once you're finished with your training, they work with hundreds of employers to get you placed. Whether you realize it or not, there are over 2 million unfilled cybersecurity jobs in this country right now. And the IT field is only going to expand through 2026, at least. So lots of opportunity for a changing career or maybe a new career or a first career, if that's what it is for you, no harm in checking it out. Mycomputercareer.edu. Oh, by the way, if you're not good at math or science, don't worry. It's not rocket science. It's my computer career. It's training for a better life. And we appreciate all the folks from my computer career being such a big part of the race chaser motorsports family. I'm not good at math. Trust me. I've tried ask about oh i don't know any recording of this show they try to get me to do math it's it's not good just no no we try to avoid that as much as we can anyhow <laughs> we we like i said we got a lot more left on this show and i'm feeling a newswire segment coming up when we get back from break Uh-oh. so we're going to get ready to do some business and when we return we'll try and see how much uh, stuff we can pile into a segment here on motorsports madness powered by my computer career which continues in just a couple of minutes 
You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control yeah. and four 20 minutes in your car instructional medicine, sessions still... from a professional instructor have fun go fast and really learn how to drive call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details that's 304-725-8444 friday at the track at summit point motorsports park Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. <laughs> Spencer got this look yeah. on his face like, wait a minute, he knew it, he knew it was coming, but... I thought I sounded a lot sexier than that, I'll be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. If that's the only complaint he's got, I guess we're okay. There's probably some sort of a filter we can put on that that would make him sound sexier, but... Oh, boy. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, fired by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Spencer Boyd, uh, Red, otherwise known as James Mellick, is uh, back uh, on the other side of the board, punching buttons, keeping us going, uh, getting into the second half of tonight's show. Um, 
you know, it's always fun. I think we've proven that to have Spencer here. I actually uh, finally want to dig into a little bit of news, Tom, while we've got a couple of minutes to do that. It's been kind of a crazy week. It has. Um, And I'm going to start right off the top with uh, what in the world is going on in IndyCar this week. And the answer to that is, well, a lot. Because Aero McLaren SP for Schmidt-Peterson has announced their 2020 roster, which as we kind of hypothesized or maybe expected after Racer broke it Monday night, Oliver Askew, reigning Indy Lights champion, and Pato Award, yay, because, well, Pato needs to be in an IndyCar seat. I I don't think I need to explain that. However, where does this leave James Hinchcliffe? Well, long story short, without a ride right now, which... Number one, to me, is not good because the mayor needs a ride. I mean, he's a very popular figure in the IndyCar paddock, and I hate to see this for him. But at the same time, it's one of those, if you were going to bring Askew up at some point, somebody was going to get their feelings hurt here. Well, And, And you hate to see that, but it is the business, you know? Well, here's my thought. Do you remember what Kevin Harvick said when Roush let... Uh, Ricky Stenhouse. Stenhouse. Yes. Yeah. He he called he, he, it bad business because yes. it was so late in the uh, yeah. You know the the process of yeah. Didn't give him a lot of time. So if you believed Kevin Harvick then, you have to believe him now. Right. Bad business. Um, Did you believe Kevin Harvick then, and do you believe him now? Well, yes and no. Um, <laughs> okay. I know that, that sounds like a, poli- a, a political answer, but. Um, I agree with him from a moral standpoint. It's just, you know, it was, I don't think the way that Roush handled Ricky Stenhouse was very cool at all. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Um, but I also understand the nature of the business and the nature of the business is that, you know, you, you, you take advantage of situations when they come up and sometimes you just get into a situation where there's really no good way of, and, the interesting thing for me is that Pato Award coming in made perfect sense to oh, me. Oh, absolutely. Okay, because this is a young man who, you know, when when he first broke in last year, you know, almost set the world on fire. I mean, you know, and he really was, did the first part of this year, too. He did. Um, and then he made what I feel like was a really bad decision to go over and, and join Red Bull's um, driver's development thing uh, for F1, um, which which I don't think is very well organized and, uh, you know, didn't really get anywhere. And they really Luke they w. kind of Holmes, medical doctor and professor of medicine at Harvard. Um, James, not sure. Uh, Jan- Red just had a moment there. It and, is uh, Halloween. It is Halloween. We just and maybe had a, a goblin ghost. moment in the studio. Yeah, um, I think so. That, guys. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Woo, Twilight that Zone. me out. I looked over. So back to you. <laughs> I looked over the computer like, what did I touch? And I wasn't even touching it. I think <laughs> Simeon has spoken here. Um, but back to Pardo, I think yeah. Pardo had a chance to, the to redeem it. I'm telling you, there's back. ghosts here tonight. This is just spooky. Okay. <laughs> hey, there we go. I was See, gonna say, that, somebody got the organ had fun going. with that. I am the goat. Uh, okay, so Pardo coming back to Indy is a good decision. I think it's a good decision by McLaren to hire him yeah. because this is a young driver who has the chance to be really good for a long time. Okay, what I don't get at all was I understand Oliver Askew comes with money, but he only comes with about a million bucks as far as I know. 
Okay, that's not even enough to get you a third of the way through the season, maybe a third. Um, you know, so I kind of look at this and say, why wouldn't you have brought in Pato, paired him with Hinch, who could have mentored him, and, you know, and, and yes. just moved on? You know, um, I think this was a really interesting move by McLaren, and I'm not so sure it's going to immediately pay off, but maybe it will. But I just hate it for Hinch because he's he's now got to decide, does he walk away from Honda where he's he's got money or, you know, does he potentially sit out? Because where are the Honda teams that are going to, you know, going to hire him at this point? I know that Ray Hall would like to. I think Dale Coyne would like to. Actually, who wouldn't like to really? Yeah, let's be real. Who but wouldn't like to get Again, Hinch it's, with? you know, six million or so to run an IndyCar season. So. You know, However, you know. now I, I'm going to raise this counter argument here. And actually, this is going to be probably an unpopular opinion. However, if you're looking at this from a performance-based standpoint, and let's, at the end of the day, as much as Hinch can be a marketing machine, a popularity machine, this is a performance-based sport, or at least it ought to be. Um, you look at his numbers over the past couple of years— 12th in points this year, 8th in points last year, I think, or whichever his best year was here in the last couple, and he's only had, I think, one win in the last two, maybe close to three years now, and this year, he was out of the top 10 about as much as he was in the top 10. I mean, I get the popularity thing, and he's so likable. I love the personality that James Hinchcliffe is, but much like I said years ago when Danica Patrick was in NASCAR, at some point the performance needs to be there long term or you have to look at making a change. And I have to wonder if Zach Brown and the folks at McLaren who have come into this, James, didn't think that perhaps they feel they can get more performance out of these two young guys than they could out of where Hinchcliffe was at. Yeah, uh, for sure on that one. I was just going to chime in and say, like you said, his points and all that stuff. Don't forget, he also missed the Indy 500. That's the biggest race and the most paying. He missed yeah. that race well, yeah, as well. Yeah, but so did McLaren with Fernando McLaren did as well. So, I mean, <laughs> he's missed it. So, I mean, that's Because they were too. more interested in their backup car being painted than being at the track where it should have yep. been. So that, that could have something to weigh on it, too. I mean, that was a big payday. See, yeah, well, that was 2018. Yeah, we'll back remember. then when he lost that. Yeah. When he didn't make it, I mean, sorry. Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would buy most of that until you if, you... if you were swapping him for a seasoned veteran, I would buy that. You're swapping him for a million dollars and I'll ever ask you. Now... I have every reason to believe that Oliver Askew is going to be a really good IndyCar racer. I think he's got a tremendous amount of talent. There were a few of those guys in Indy Lights, like Toby Sowery and some others that mm-hmm. I think could be great drivers. But that's what you're you're basically saying that you're betting that Oliver Askew is going to give you a bigger upside going forward than James Hinscliffe mm-hmm. would. And maybe they're right, but I you know I I really feel bad for Hinch because he's. Hinch is in a pinch um, yes. you know, at yeah, this he point. Is. He's going to have a very hard time uh, finding a quality ride, I think, at this point. And, and I'm, you know, love to see him catch on with Foyt, but of course that's not Honda. Correct. But I think he'd be a great uh, addition to Foyt's stable and could probably help them tremendously no as they try to improve. Because I think Canon's about done, honestly. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not, as much as I liked... Um, the Mateus Lace. Mateus Lace, as much as I liked him at first, he hasn't really 
grown at all. He hasn't developed. So I don't know what you do there. Weren't James's last days back when he was really, really competitive, back when he was in that GoDaddy car at Andretti's? Or was there something after that? Yeah, no. He, uh, it was That was right before he moved to Schmidt-Peterson. Yeah. Okay. I, just, I thought that's well, when he was last Schmitt. competitive. Here's what I do find bad, though, is, is Sch- there, McLaren's saying, well, there's still a, you know, an open seat for uh, Robert, Wickens. Robert Wickens if Wickens comes back. And I, Look, I, I understand the sentiment, but you just you just put his best buddy out the door. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, it, it, nobody believes you at this point, number one. And number two, if you can bring Robbie Wickens back, what about what did you give it a hinge for? I mean, yeah. if there's if there's money to to run Robbie if he ever gets back, we're, well, that I mean, because because Robbie's a comeback story, well, and you can market that. Yeah, I, I don't. Guess. I just don't know that they could see they could market Hinch any further. Is where I sit on that. We're going to take a break. Remember when we were talking about cutting costs in Arca and K and N earlier? Yeah, I'm going to talk about cutting costs after this. You know why? Because F1 has two words for you: cost cap. We'll be back with the madness right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert helmets, Schrope belts, Adidas suits and shoes, Olero fireproof underwear, Lifeline fire systems, and even Racecom radio kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, 
Designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyCompetitorCareer.edu. Training for a better life, Chandler Smith lets me segue and at least mention the fact that the All-American 400 is this weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. one of my favorite late model races. Yes, Chandler, I believe, is going to be in action for Kyle Busch Motorsports in the 51 at Fairgrounds guess. Speedway, Nashville, chasing the guitar, along yes. with Bubba Pollard, I assume Ty Majewski, and a bunch of them there, other super late model kingpins all going for the same thing. Think- is it this weekend that uh, one of these upcoming races, Kaz Grala is going to be back in a car too? I wonder if Kaz is running the All American this weekend. I think it might be. Yeah. Ooh, you that's going up fun. There? You traveling there to go watch it? I was going to go up there, and some last minute things happened that I'm not going to be able to make it this weekend. But I will be paying attention from home. I was, I'm bummed too because I was really looking forward to it. Uh, it's been a long time since I've been to the Nashville short track, and uh, just kind of some things that didn't work out but uh, i'm excited to see how that race is going to shake out because uh 400 laps at nashville kind of gives you flashbacks to the old days when the cup guys would come and run there yeah exactly and and i spent when i was living in memphis i spent a lot of time at the fairgrounds it's i mean that track is just awesome but you know it's one of those things i mean people don't people think us media we just you know it's like it's a it's a great thing to be able to run around all these races and, you know, have it be part of your job or your living or whatever. But it's like you got to make choices sometimes. And and we all need rest, too. So, like, I'm taking this weekend out because next weekend I got to deal with the world final and also the north-south shootout, which Dang. fall on the <laughs> same weekend. So I, I've done that back and forth. Actually, you remember because one of the years yes. I did back and forth, you and I tried to do it together. And it was we just did. I, I, I learned <laughs> Real quickly, that did no, you 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 just about want it's to miserable. die when it's over yeah. if you try to do it's both. Miserable because literally you about have to leave the minute the checkered flag falls on the modified yeah. race to make it before either hot laps or heat races for the uh, for the World of Outlaws. Well, show and now start. instead of being at Concord, which was like ten or fifteen minutes up the road, it's at Hickory, Charlotte. which it's is Hickory, almost which an, is hour. an hour. Yeah, you no, know, it, it so it's really almost well, and that's because. Sad face Concord is now no longer a thing. Right. Ugh. So that you know, bums me out. My, I'll spend fr- Friday at the uh, dirt track and Saturday at Hickory. That's all I can do. There you go. I, hey, the bad part is if you're Saturday at Hickory, you'll miss potentially Brad Sweet resting the title from Donnie Schatz's Yeah, I know. Fingers. That's what I'm it's just, you know, again, it's, you got to make choices sometimes because logistics just, you know, we don't, we aren't. We don't have helicopters like some of the drivers do to get back and forth. As Spencer a Boyd doesn't have a helicopter. No. I know that. I got one. He needs, He's got a remote control. <laughs> yeah. You, you got a, probably got a drone. Yeah. yeah it's probably, I do have a drone. Yeah. Nice. You, you Flown to, it once. You need to get a <laughs> private plane sponsor. That's what you need That'd to be do. Nice. Yeah. Wouldn't be a bad Work idea. So we were talking last segment, and I brought <laughs> up, uh, actually, we've been talking at various times throughout the show about cost cutting in motorsports, and that lets me segue into this little thing, because uh, Formula One ratified their 2021 regulations today, and within that, Tom, is something that's going to make you go on a rant. Cost cap, $175 million, and if you break the cost cap, uh, good luck, because you're going to lose everything. According to Ross Braun, you break the cost cap, you lose your Constructors' Championship, and maybe more things than that. 
It, it's going to have teeth. See, here, <laughs> I love the idea of a cost cap. I mean, the idea that we're controlling costs and making it possible for everybody to be within a certain playing field is a great idea. But I just want all of you to listen carefully as I say this. 175 million dollars. It's not a lot. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> this this from the part-time truck racer. Order. 175 million dollars. I mean, you know, I'm sorry, but I don't know. Like, what are they spending now? Three hundred million. I mean, uh, according to uh, according to <laughs> some people in the know, Ferrari and Mercedes are spending at least that. Man, I mean, yeah. so my understanding <laughs> is the cost cap is not meant to disadvantage the small teams, but it's meant to curb the big spending by the Ferraris and the Mercedes and the well, Red no, Bulls and that. bring it back to a manageable level. <laughs> but that's that's my that's my what blows me away. Yeah, it is a hundred and seventy five million dollars a manageable level. It like is it because like. I know Cup is thirty million a year, and an awful lot of people having an awful hard time finding sponsorship for that, you know. And that's uh, like one sixth of the cost cap in Formula One. I, I just I think F one is is at a point, unfortunately, where it's too far gone to ever bring it back to where you, you're always going to have about three organizations that can compete, and that's basically it. You're going to have the three, you got Red Bull, you got Mercedes, you got Ferrari. And then, you know, once in a while you get one of the other teams that will sneak up. I mean, I don't see, I would, I would love to know if, if, if Gene Haas can play at 175 million. I mean, like that to me is just an astronomical number. And I think I have to ask myself, where can we cut cost in F1? You know, they're talking about another race in the States. I mean, I love the idea. Love to see him at Miami. But isn't that awfully expensive for all those teams that aren't based here to travel over here and run a race? Well, I mean, they're they're already traveling over here to run in Mexico and uh, and at Texas. So it, it my my thing is if you can condense the travel into different segments of the season, it makes it a little easier. Well, in a way, but are they going to do that? And then if they—that's what I—that's what I've heard—is you know they they try to keep as many of the you know either pair Miami with the uh, the Austin race or pair it perhaps with the Canadian race earlier okay. in the year, the Canadian Grand okay. Prix, to at least make you know if you're going to be on the continent, at least make it reasonable travel. Yeah, I mean it's just it's interesting to me. I just I think I think F one is so far gone in terms of expense that i don't know how you and here's the other question you've got a hundred how do they track that like if you take your team out to dinner does that get, like you know and, and then how how are the teams going to find to get around the cost cap does uh, every team have to report every bit of its yeah. expense to here we go so let me quote ross brown uh, uh, brown ross braun on this one um 
He says, I fully expect that we're going to have challenges in the future as far as implementation, but it's essential for the good of Formula One that we have a control on the finances as far as how much we're spending from racing for Formula One. There are some exclusions. We're excluding marketing, for instance. Non-Formula One activities aren't in there, but we've really tried to capture the things that make the competitive difference between the teams and the areas where they can spend money and gain those extra competitive advantage and tried to control it in those areas with the cost cap. We've got a very strong team of financial experts within the FIA and within Formula One, and we've sought a lot of outside support on this. Deloitte has been involved. They're one of the experts in sports finances who's been involved with football, and you can see the effect it's now starting to have on football in a positive way. So we've got a strong group of people trying to manage this, and it's going to continue. We're not going to stand anyone down. They're going to introduce this and develop them so that we can get the teams on a closer playing field. Well, where's the luck? I just... I don't know. I mean, I would argue that I think we need the same thing in NASCAR and Cup. I wouldn't disagree with that um, to some extent. I, I but because how do you do it? we talk about it in the Cup series. Um, it, it would take a lot of auditing. I know that. Yeah. Um, but you know, we talk about it, and I think Spencer even could maybe speak to that in a, in a little way, just because you've driven for the Rick Ware Racings of the world and understand that you know it is a monumental difference between a team like Rick's and the Hendrick Motorsports of the world. Yeah, I mean, you can just see it all the way through, right? Um, you notice it in the haulers, you notice it in number of personnel, uh, number of race cars. It's just all the way through. It's not like, oh, you know, they have a lesser engine program or they're buying less tires. It is less everything. Um, so what they're trying to do over there in F1, you know, $175 million, that's a lot of money. Um, it's not near as much money as the 300 plus that you see Ferrari and them right. doing, right. um, but just like the 5 million that the smaller cup teams do compared to the 30 million, it, the ratio is the ratio. It is what it is, but you can't overcome the mighty dollar. It is what it is. It doesn't matter if right. you're Kyle Busch, Spencer Boyd, or who it is. Um, you're going to be where you're going to be based on the equipment. So it's tough, but I don't think you can just go back and say, you know, all right, everyone gets a Pinewood Derby car and here we go. Yeah. It just doesn't happen, I don't think. <laughs> I'm just thinking about how many ways the the uh, cup guys in a Pinewood Derby race, some somebody's car goes over the line and takes out, you know. <laughs> well, it's just short track racing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Spencer Boyd with the Joey Logano. I didn't know Spencer did impressions. No. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, no, I, I understand what you're saying, I but I do think at some point, because we're we're just running out of ability to generate thirty yeah. million dollars in sponsorships. Yeah, no, we really are. I mean, and this is my problem with the mega teams. I've always said since the beginning, these four car teams, you get that they have so many more resources and opportunities and ways to pull in sponsors that the 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 little teams don't. It's a discouragement to the little teams to even you know even try to come into the sport, and it makes it that much harder to to gain ground and gain traction. So I do think at some point we need to look at, at cutting costs and cup, but a, a cost cap has got to be awfully hard. It's going to be difficult, and I think for me that's be interesting why, to see how that works Yeah, out. no, I'm going to be most interested to see how F1 it does, in fact, implement that going forward and what kind of effect it has once we get to 21, 21 and uh, probably even more so 22. Yeah. 
Um, I think it'll probably take a year or so before we truly see the effect that that has. The first year, I imagine it'll you know be a little bit of everybody trying to figure out exactly how all this fits in, fits together, all that stuff. Now, the good news is, as we get set to go to break, when we come back, we have our lightning round coming up, and what that's going to include is a lot of the quick news hits that I haven't been able to get to yet, and a couple of other interesting things. Oh, like, I don't know. He just did the impression. So we'll talk about the fight to start off the lightning round. We'll go ahead and get you excited about that. We'll be back with more Motorsports Madness powered by My Computer Career right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. The representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. News Hour. 
Welcoming us back and bring, yes, bringing us in for the lightning round here on Motorsports Badness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life, Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Spencer Boyd, who has been an awesome sport and been with us the entire show. Red, James Mellick, still punching buttons, and I'm, I'm going to get him involved in this lightning round because, well, it's my show and I can, and I think he's going to have some opinions here. Okay, I'll chime in. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I'll, I'll start with the obvious and then i'll get you to dig a little for a, a little deeper into it um first off around the table tom red spencer you can chime in if you want grade the fight and we can go on an a to f scale grade the fight which one martinsville which one okay denny and joey uh d minus because the fight between denny and joey was joey throwing a little kind of shove like an eighth grader would and walking away. So that, that wasn't that there was no fight between Denny and Joey. It got escalated out of proportion quickly, which is what I said. Well, but the fight, the biggest part of the fight was the cruise. Yep. And All that's, right. so that's why I give it a D minus. Are you, are you in the same boat, red? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I've always said drivers are drivers. Let them handle their stuff yes crews don't need to get involved in that the biggest thing with me when i was on the road i always would get to the car because i was the interior guy the only thing i would do i mean not only thing i would do i would make sure the driver was out of the car you're not going to attack the driver while he's in the car i'm going to at least right. let him get out and have a chance once he gets out i'll let him handle his business but i'm not going to get involved in it because that's not my responsibility i didn't create it Okay, so I won't make Spencer grade the fight, uh, but I'll ask you your thoughts. He, Red, just had some really good points, and I'm curious as a driver, your thoughts. Yeah, well, uh, I think it needs to be gloves off. Let it happen. Uh, I don't really consider that a fight. It's pretty sad. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the media jumped on it, and they're like, it's a fight. I'm like, Logano shoved the little guy, and, you know, well, there's, both a, little guys. there's a big size <laughs> difference between Hamlin and Joey, like, Height really? difference? I mean, there's a difference. And what I think is, let them fight. I want to see blood and a nose cracked. <laughs> like, that's awesome. That's exciting, right? Like, that's why you watch hockey and, you know, like, that's newsworthy. You get a picture of Hamlin up there with a broken nose, like, that's crazy. And I'm not saying that there should be fights every week right. and this, that, and the other. But when the crews get into it, it's embarrassing. Like, th the drivers made the situation. It's their opportunity to fight and yell. If they want to shove each other, cool. If they want to hit each other, hit each other. It is what it is. If the fines happen, they happen. It's good for the sport. Um, so I think the crew's jumping in there and Joey getting to run off and do his thing. I was like, man, like take it like a man. Let's get after it. But I, uh, Joey asked Denny if he wanted to go. Denny said yes. And then they discussed it for a while. It was like, okay, nobody wants to go now. So Joey kind of shoves him and walks like, away. Are we going to it, dinner? Yeah. Where I mean, are we going? Like, I want to hear, like, do you want to fight? Do you want to break? Like, you want your nose broke? Like, that's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear, like, you want to go? Where I, are we going? What I don't want to see is, We're getting a, cotton candy. is a crewman horse collar driver to the ground. That's yeah, what that's I don't want to okay, see. So Have that, you seen these crew guys? I'm a big boy. But, like, these jackmans and stuff, don't come mess with me. Like, yeah. if I'm willing to fight a driver, I'm willing to fight that driver. I've accepted right. that risk. I mean, what if Denny Hamlin would have got knocked down like that? Whoever knocked him down, he cracks his head and he can't finish the chase right. or the playoffs. Right. You're taking an outside, someone who is not on the same level. These are two drivers 
that had an issue that are having a fight. Right. You're bringing someone outside probably a lot less to lose that could potentially so, impact a lot so of people. So that was that was going to be my next question to go around the table here. The the horse collar move I think we would all I think if I asked we would all basically sit here and unanimously agree that it was uncalled for. Complete do you agree, nonsense. Do you agree Complete. with the suspension? Yes, and I, I think he's lucky he only got a race. Completely. Yeah, I would have thrown him sure. out for the rest of the year, honestly. Um, you know, I just And like Steve O'Donnell said on Sirius XM, I you know, I don't think he realized just how much force he was using behind that move. Well, that's exactly right. And I mean, look, Todd Gordon said that it's kind of a Penske uh, policy that, you know, you want to pull your driver out of there. Well, fine. Then go grab your driver and pull him back if that's what you need to do. Don't touch the guy that's not your driver. Right. It, you know, yeah. and don't fight other crew people. It's not a free-for-all. I think that's what we saw. We kind of saw like a a couple guys that were like, oh, here's my chance. Like, we're going to jump in on this. That's not fair. And it's this isn't Bowman Gray Stadium, boys. I mean, you know, sorry I went there, but, you know, (laughs) I mean, it's just that's not what you do. The Godfather said that we may need to adopt uh, a version of the NHL's uh, third man in rule for NASCAR well, in, in fight yeah, situations like this, and I don't disagree with them, frankly. I mean, let the drivers deal with it. Yeah. I agree totally with Spencer, and of yeah. course, now we know Spencer is ready to go anytime. Yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it depends on the situation, but, um, you know, you got to be prepared, and you got to protect what's yours, and, no, I understand. you know, your guys work, the guys work really hard, but that doesn't mean just because you change tires or turn wrenches, right, and go hit another driver. Right. Yep. Just like if a pit crew guy messes up doesn't mean a driver should walk over and, right. and try and handle it. It's exactly. just kind of like it should just go together. Yeah, a yeah. with A, B with B. Right. And, um, but it was good for TV. It was Regardless, good for it was great. It was, I'm absolutely going to agree with that. All right. So next thing, next item in the lightning round here, I am going to uh, thank our friends on Twitter or more specifically one friend in particular, Gracias, Mr. Cone. I have uh, borrowed the Orange Cones question from earlier today on Twitter for this lightning round. And the Cone asked, who is your favorite person or people in racing today? It could be a driver, owner, TV personality, or whatever. And then he prefaced it with, I don't want to hear who you don't like. Let's talk about who we do like and go. Tom. Oh, man. I mean, that list is so long. Um the first one that comes to mind for me is Mike Joy, honestly. I, I think Mike is just a consummate gentleman. Um, Dale Jarrett, I mean, you know, obviously I've been friends with Regan Smith since he was five. I know I'm running down TV yeah. announcers, but there's so many nice drivers. I don't. That's a hard question to answer. Yeah, I agree. There's not many people Good I disagree grief. with in the garage. I'm so outgoing, and I just, I'll talk to anyone. And I really haven't had any altercations with many people in a garage, maybe one time or two. And it was something small in the next week, and it's like, hey, man, you know, or we were just in heat race. of the moment. Uh, so most of the people I get along with, I like them all, really. So who's the favorite? I, I mean, I think I look forward to Dale Jr. talking at every yeah, race. Like, yeah, I agree. The excitement he has and love for the sport when we know he doesn't need another dollar. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to go to another yeah. race. He goes because he genuinely loves racing and the history of it. So uh, I think just like, 
watching his enthusiasm is pretty awesome. I love that. I love that answer, Spencer. And I, I'm I'm with you there in what Dale Jr. has brought to broadcasting and brought to the sport in general. And for me, you know, I, it's funny because every once in a while somebody will ask a question like that and somebody will immediately jump into my mind. And actually, in in this case, somebody did. For me, just not just because of what he's given to the sport, but really everything that he stands for and the fact that it anytime I run into him at the racetrack, it's always, you know, if we can do anything to help, don't hesitate to say so. But the coach, I mean, Joe Gibbs, to me, is one of my favorite people in motorsports, period. I don't care what genre you like, just because, you know, he's always stood for the person that will do anything for anybody. He doesn't care who you are or what your story is. And there's not enough people like that in racing. There's a lot of people like that in racing, but there's not enough people like that in the world around us and i feel like we're lucky that we get to have some of those kind of people tom on a regular basis well i agree but i mean you you just gosh i think about short tracks and there's way too many to even start oh i know (laughs) but look at the nascar team i mean johnny davis there is a nicer guy in the garage area than johnny davis i mean and you know he he's given so many their first opportunity you know uh, much like mike mittler did Mm -hmm. at, at the truck level um you know, I just, it's, wow, that is a really yeah. difficult question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. it is. But one. So I, I want to go a little rapid fire now and get to some other news items. Uh, Brandon Jones gets a renewal at Joe Gibbs Racing for 2020. Tom, buying it or selling it? Oh, I'm completely buying it. I mean, he just won a race, and I, I'm hoping that turns his fortune around a little bit because I think he's way better than the results that he's shown. That That's just, he's got a voodoo doll out there somewhere. <laughs> Malik, buying it or selling it? I'm buying it. Um, exactly like you said. He's won a race. He's got that first one out of the way. He's yep. going to keep going for more. And also, he's a nice young man, and he wants to succeed, so I'm buying it. I'm buying it from the standpoint that I feel like Brandon has been saddled in his last couple of situations with teammates that have really come in with a lot of hype and overshadowed him. But now he's going into a situation in 2020 where he's the senior driver, and I feel like it— I know, senior driver at 23 years old or 24 years old, whatever it is he is now. driver in the stable. Uh, But, you know, just to see him be the most tenured driver now in the Xfinity Series— in that stable and have a chance to to shine in that respect is what I'm really excited about for Brandon and I know Spencer you got a chance to race against him in the Xfinity series. Yeah, I've I've talked to him quite a bit. We talked uh, when he ran the truck race I think at Vegas. Um you know, great kid. Uh awesome to see him get that win. He puts a lot mm-hmm. into it. He, really um, does. he shows himself on social media. He's an outgoing, you know, like likes to hunt and fish and stuff, so he's a relatable guy. Uh, cool to see him get that win, and like you said, like the results, he like he's in a lot of cautions that aren't his fault. Yeah, like right. he's up there For in sure. the mix, and then it just boom, you know, he's out of the race, mm-hmm. and it's yep. unfortunate. So, uh, like you said, coming into his own. Yeah. Announced this week at the NASCAR Hall of Fame, Our Motorsports, Chris Auer, Andy Sice going full-time NASCAR Xfinity Series racing in 2020. They've bought some equipment from GMS Racing. They're going to have Hendrick engines, Hendrick chassis. Uh, where, where do we put the expectations for these guys going into next year? Well, I think at a place like Daytona, with the equipment they've got, if they have the right driver, um, I think you know, shoot, you could be competitive. But when you go to the speedways, um, you know, again, they have good equipment, but it, they're going to use multiple drivers, it, it seems like. And, you know, this will be a situation where you got to give them a year or two to kind of really build it up, I think. But it's a 
it's a great opportunity. And again, you know, Chris Hour, when he does, when you look at, you know, Chris Hour's business, you look at how he does things, nothing is spared. I mean, he mm-hmm. does what he needs to do. And I think, you know, if they can, if they can get the right funding around him, that team could grow quickly. Um, but right now it's a one car team. So it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see how that works out. But we're, that's an awesome announcement. It is. And actually, uh, Andy Sice was on uh, your show, Meat Lap, earlier this yep. week. And uh, you could already tell the enthusiasm oh, was yeah. rolling there. I'm yeah. um, looking forward to seeing how that shakes out for them in 2020. And I want to actually steal the last minute or so of, uh, of this lightning round to uh, pay a nod to um, a driver who is going to be out for the rest of uh, the 2019 season, yes. Matt Tift, because uh, we've known Matt pretty much since this show started back when he was running late models. Uh, actually confirmed earlier this week he's had a seizure at Martinsville yeah. uh, that's going to put him out for the rest of the year as he undergoes medical tests trying to you know figure out what the next course of action is. And I think from all of us, I just want to see Matt back. Obviously, he's come back from the brain tumor already, um, you know, this is not his first rodeo with, right. with medical stuff, Tom, but you just hate to see that for a young guy who I really felt like was starting to show some promise over he there was. in the front row. Yeah, finally got to, yeah. uh, you know, going there in rookie year in the Cup Series. Uh, you know, tough deal for him. Um, you know, it's going to be a long road to hoe because with a seizure, a lot of times you can't even drive a passenger car for a while. Mm-hmm. So, But uh, good to see John Hunter Nemechek get a, get, get a shot out of this. I mean, at least it's some sort of a slight ray of sunshine in an otherwise really cloudy situation. In- so. Indeed. He uh, John, the best. Yeah, John yeah. Hunter going to be back in for the final three races of the yep. uh, the Cup Series season. In fact, making his Cup debut this weekend at Texas Motor Speedway. So with that, we're going to take our final break. I'll throw a bonus question across the table when we come back. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. 
You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Appropriate. I get a Toyota driver for the bonus question that I had, (laughs) which is a Toyota-based question. And actually, Tom was the one that suggested this before our lightning round. Does Kyle Busch win the Cup Series championship? Well, the the question I have was, does he make the Final Four? Does he make the Final Four? Okay. But but no, go ahead. Does he win the championship? That's your question? No, absolutely not. He's not mentally in the right place. And quite frankly, to go back to the original question that you wanted... um, I don't think he makes the final four at this rate. Really? Yeah. I so you don't I, think he has enough points left over to point his way he's in? He's in the teens right now with two races to go, and I can easily see him giving it up. I say no to the championship, maybe to the final four, but I wouldn't put a dollar on that at this point because I believe what I see, and he is not running for wins right no, now. No, not at all. I say for sure in the final four championship, he was my pick, uh, but that 19's coming on late, so... It's going to be tough. If he wins Texas, I'll say yes. But if he points his way in, I'm going with the 19. Yeah, well, Truex right now looks awfully good. good. If Kyle gets to Homestead, then he's got as good a shot as anybody because we're at zero. So it's the best finish in a one-race shootout. I just, that that team right now is not running for wins. Just not. So real quickly, I want to say, uh, you know, for our radio audience, thank you, Spencer Boyd, for coming in. Obviously, we got TV overtime on WSIC coming up in a minute, but it's always fun to have this cat on the show, and uh, we don't do it enough. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always fun to be out here. Come back more, man. So as I said, TV overtime for our WSIC viewers coming up in uh, just a couple of minutes or so. But right now, we're going to uh, say thank you to our radio audience. For Tom Baker, uh, Spencer Boyd, James Mellick, I'm Jacob Seelman. Keep it off the wall, folks. If you're headed to the racetrack, we might just see you there. Have a safe racing weekend till we meet again. You've been listening to Motorsports Madness powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. Visit mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. Motorsports Madness, a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. 
No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.